Hey friends, Josh here. Just a quick note up front to let you know that this episode of On The Bubble Podcast is quite different to any episode we've done in the past. It's at the same time more conversational, yet potentially more political than past episodes, mostly by necessity, as we had to touch on the politicised atmosphere around the cancellation and the eventual renewal of comedy series Last Man Standing. Please let us know how we did, josh at onthebubblepodcast.com or at Joshua C. Liston on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And with all that said, let's get into the show. I'm Stargate Pioneer from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a podcast member of the Gunna Geek Network just like the one you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other podcasts at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to On The Bubble Podcast. My name is Josh Liston. You can find the show at geeks.link slash on the bubble or for all of the resources, articles, audio attributions, YouTube videos or wherever else I've gained my sources for this episode on thebubblepodcast.com. So this is a bit of a different episode. I'm really excited to have network founder and also longtime podcaster Stephen Jondry here from the Gunner Geek Network. And today we're going to talk about a show called Last Man Standing. But since I've got the man himself on the show, I kind of want to get a little bit of a feel and introduce him to the audience. So Stephen, can you tell us how you got into podcasting? I think it might have been through talking about television and then maybe just tell us how the Gunner Geek Network came to be. And we'll try and keep this short, people, so we will get back to the television, so don't worry. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on here. Uh, I actually first started getting into podcasting, not through TV, but through music, believe it or not. Uh, a few friends of mine had done some streaming audio of local bands and whatnot, and that just flopped. So that led naturally towards doing podcasting, and then we started a music podcast, and they didn't care much for it. So then I moved on and I started doing other geek podcasts. I did a comic book podcast for quite a while. And once I got very, very tired of talking comics every week and a lot of comics and many which I didn't like, I decided, okay, it's time to get in touch with my inner geek. And that's when I started GunnaGeek.com. It actually started a little bit more as an article side of geekness, but then I did start the podcast network and a few of us got together and decided we could really make that flourish. So that's how we started the Gunna Geek Network. We actually had a crossover episode between the comic book podcast I was doing at the time and a few other podcasts. And we just enjoyed doing that so much that we thought, well, let's go ahead and try to develop this Gunna Geek Network because the podcast portion of GunnaGeek.com that I had at the time was a lot different. And so then we just built that from there and it expanded, had a lot of new faces come in over the years, and it's just completely different than it was when we first started out. But it's it's great. There's a lot of really good contacts that I've met through Gunna Geek, and I'm happy of what we've got now, and I'm very proud of it. Fantastic. Well, I'm happy to be part of it, so. Well, we're happy to have you. <laughs> Thank you. So now that we know who you're listening to, <laughs> me, me, Josh, and Stephen, we're actually going to talk about a potentially controversial show. It doesn't necessarily have to be because for me, 
maybe the controversy was a little bit overblown in the context of why the show is actually on and off the air. We'll get to that. But I'm sure I mentioned in the intro to today's episode what exactly Last Man Standing is. But I thought since I'm not that familiar with the show and Stephen has said to me that he has seen it all, all of the broadcast run up until November 2018. And I thought, can you just give us a quick synopsis on what you think Last Man Standing is? If you had to give it a quick spiel to someone, this is what the show is and why or why not you might want to watch it. It's classic family fun. Classic family Friday fun. It's home improvement with daughters instead of sons. That's what it is. And it's awesome. I love it. It's such a a blast from my past that it's just that classic family fun sitcom. And that's what it is. Okay. That's a pretty good summation. (laughs) That seems to fall in line with how most people who are fans of the show do describe the show online. So maybe we can jump in now with our first question for the episode. Given that Last Man Standing had steady, even in the context of television as a whole, you would say really strong ratings across its whole broadcast run, being six seasons with ABC. I think at one point it actually was the most or second most watched program, even late into its run into its sixth season on ABC, which is amazing for a show that's been on the air that long. Did you have a feeling as a fan that Last Man Standing was either on the bubble or might even be cancelled? Because given the reaction of the crew and people around the show, the fandom, the fact that the show was rating so well and didn't look like it had lost momentum from a writing point of view didn't really give the indication that ABC were going to lose faith in the show. Did you get the sense that that could happen as a watcher? I'll be honest. It took me by surprise. I was prepared for it, though, a little bit. And the reason why I say that is because I have always felt since I started watching this that it was sort of a TV show of yesterday, just a fun family comedy. And I questioned because it was sort of from the past, how long could that success last? Now, I've also seen a lot of shows canceled now in current television after a few years. So that part of me was always a little bit prepared for the cancellation because this was going on for so long. And I thought, well, when is this going to happen? But Because of how well it was doing, I didn't expect it to be canceled the way that it was so abruptly. I was always sort of anticipating the fact that there might be a last season order given. That's sort of what I was prepared for. So it was quite surprising to me to see them just say, nope, it's done. So according to ABC Entertainment President Channing Dungey, quote, Last Man Standing was a challenging one for me because it was a steady performer in the ratings But once we made the decision not to continue with comedies on Fridays, that was where we landed, end quote. Quote, Dungey stressed that Star Allen's conservative leaning, he's pro-Trump, did not factor into her decision to cancel the series, end quote. So before we jump in with a few of the more official reasons why the show was cancelled, mostly coming from ABC and from Dungey, how do those few things make you feel as a fan, Stephen? Why even bring that stuff up if it wasn't really an issue at all? That's my first question. Yeah, I kind of thought that when they did bring that up, that it was trying to set the record straight because obviously somebody has has come up with some form of theory about why it was canceled. And the reasons why they gave, while it was annoying that it was canceled, I actually kind of got 
why they did it. Like I said, it's sort of a fun Family Friday comedy sitcom. And when I saw Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. move over to Fridays and some other programming shifting happening, it made sense to me. It made sense to me that they were getting away from the sort of fun family fun on Fridays and they're trying to turn it into something else. Now, I do think that maybe it could have lasted a while longer on another time slot, but probably not as fun. You know, when you're putting something that is just a, a family comedy on Fridays, it's the end of your work week. You just want to relax. It works so well, so well. And that's why I think it made sense not to move it to another time slot because, you know, you don't want to sit there and just relax and unwind on a Tuesday. No, because you got the rest of your work week. I think that it just made sense for Fridays. It, traditionally, Fridays, I think I mentioned in my research for the Grimm episode that Fridays are a time slot and a night in general where if you have something that works, stay with it. But it also takes an entire programming decision to make a Friday night work generally when it comes to really strong ratings for anything other than maybe a local or regionalized sporting league or a national sporting competition or mm. a big talent kind of competition or maybe something that just has good ratings regardless what night of the week it's on. Fridays are a challenge. And Dungey did mention that the comedy block that was on the Friday night was something that they were moving away from completely. It wasn't just that Last Man Standing was a show that either could be cancelled or moved around, that they were making an entire programming decision around Friday as a whole and maybe renewing Last Man Standing and leaving it in that time slot. It may have suffered with shows changing around it. Now, is that something that maybe I'm reading too deeply, Stephen, into these articles that seem a bit light on detail, but... Have you heard that about Friday nights in general with television in North America, that they're tough and it takes a big block of programming to really work? Yeah, exactly. And at the risk of getting a little bit more geeky, uh, I actually have a personal conspiracy that plays right well into this uh, conspiracy theory. And it's that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. played a bigger factor into the last man standing cancellation than one would think. And this is all me making this up. But the thing was, when you look at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for those of you who don't know about it, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has had very poor ratings, but it's been largely assumed that ABC has been forced to renew it because Disney, the parent of ABC, has has made them do it. And so when you look at something like a Friday where it is a risky time slot and you've got a program that you have to find a home for, well, do you want it to ruin your primetime days, your Tuesdays, your Mondays, your Wednesdays, you know, all of that? Or where do you put it? You're not going to put it on Saturday, so your kind of next best option is a Friday where you just know you're rolling the dice regardless. So you might as well shove it into Fridays. Well, could you imagine if they put Last Man Standing paired with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? It wouldn't go well at all. So that's sort of my theory is that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. may have played a part in this because, again, it's a natural spot Fridays for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then where do you put Last Man Standing? So that's sort of my personal conspiracy theory because of everything you mentioned about Fridays being a, t a hard time slot. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's funny that we're juxtaposing those two particular shows because anyone who is an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, which I am a massive Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, 
those two shows are so different in how expansive their storytelling is and the comedy is different. There's no cohesion between those two shows if they were jutted up against each other. I've watched just enough Last Man Standing to know that there aren't many more or less cinematic shows on television than Last Man Standing (laughs) and there aren't really any on broadcast television. There probably aren't any shows that are more cinematic than the most recent seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So they couldn't be any less similar (laughs) is what I'm trying to get at. And just to go a little bit further, maybe buy into the conspiracy because this is kind of an episode for doing that, a (laughs) one-off where (laughs) where we can get away with that. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was actually just confirmed for a seventh season, although the sixth season hasn't actually just started production. And it wouldn't be a big statement to say that on broadcast television, there wouldn't be many shows considering the scale that of storytelling that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are operating with now, there wouldn't be many shows from episode to episode that are more expensive in terms of production cost, I wouldn't think, than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And one of the worries ABC had was that if they were to renew Last Man Standing because of its strong ratings, the particular cast involved had a lot of heritage value, so you can't underprice those people, that it was going to become an incredibly expensive show to produce as well. So how does that play in, Stephen? Do you think that they were just, if Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. moves to Friday and that's expensive already and we're looking at two years of that into the future, can we afford to have another expensive show on the same night of the week? I absolutely think that money played a factor with the cancellation as well. And the reason being is that we were six seasons in and you're talking Tim Allen. Tim Allen, who does make a pretty penny, So you know that there's going to be a certain uh, high expense that comes with having somebody like Tim Allen and even Nancy Travis. You know, yes, some of the other people aren't really the same sort of names, but, you know, Tim Allen, Nancy Travis, they probably collected a pretty big paycheck. So I uh, totally think that that probably did play a factor in the cancellation because you are looking at potentially two very expensive Friday programs, and again, you're rolling the dice with Fridays. Yeah, exactly. So let's, you mentioned Tim Allen in there. Maybe let's dig in on Tim Allen because he, on and off screen, the way his character was written and the way he is in real life, his general political demeanor, plays right into this particular controversy around the show. So I don't actually know much about Tim Allen besides what I've seen on screen and being an Australian half a world away. I know even less about his political views, how you extrapolate those out to potentially other views that he may hold. I'm not well enough informed about the quote-unquote conservative US citizen to know exactly how those things play out in other realms. I've only heard what is available online that he has said. And why do you think the critics of the cancellation were so adamant that Alan's political persuasion was a major factor in ABC cancelling the show? Because they weren't particularly, how can I say this, they weren't shy in putting that out there without any real supporting evidence. They just were basically saying it as though it was fact that ABC cancelled it because they don't have, and they're not politically aligned with Tim Allen, who is the star of the show. Well, since you preface that you're half a world away, I should start by prefacing that I'm Canadian. You probably can tell that, by the way, that I've said a boot and a a lot in this episode, right? But the US political climate right now is so divisive, right? Like it, it is the most divided that I can 
think of in recent memory. And as a Canadian, I do see that a lot because the news is right here. They're our neighbor. So I do see it a lot. But before the cancellation, Tim Allen had made some comments regarding his political views that did cause offense to some people. And because he is right winged and there's a lot of left leaning people in Hollywood, I think that the cancellation coming on the heels of these comments that he made probably were the perfect formula for speculation on both sides. Ultimately, you have a right-leaning prominent actor whose show that is popular is canceled by a left-leaning network. Well, because the show has popular ratings, again, it's the perfect formula for that conspiracy theory. Now, I don't think we'll ever know what the truth is. Maybe it's something in the middle. I don't know. I wasn't privy to those conversations, but it really is the perfect storm because it was a popular program. And yes, they did go and they changed the whole Friday programming. But a lot of people don't understand that you can't always just move a popular program to another slot. It doesn't always work out. But again, perfect storm is sort of my take on it. Yes. So maybe to go a little bit even more into what we're getting at, I thought I'd share a quote from the WashingtonPost.com. I don't know much about the Washington Post besides that people outside of the US quite often comment on saying that it's a very political publication. So I don't actually really know all that much about it. So I won't comment on that. But that is out there online. Quote, The Roseanne effect has started. Fox confirmed on Monday that the network had picked up a new season of Last Man Standing, the previously cancelled ABC comedy starring Tim Allen, after being emboldened by the response to the reboot of Roseanne in the spring. Both shows feature 1990s sitcom stars playing lead characters with conservative views who clash with their liberal family members, unquote. So does that play at all into maybe where we were a few minutes ago, Stephen, that there was a political side and then there was the hard truth about the numbers which seemed to almost bolster the conspiracy theory that it had to be political because the show was performing by all the traditional metrics. I'm not sure about the use of the word emboldened. It seems as though there were publications out there that were not particularly pleased about the fact that Fox were bringing back shows which appeared to be a stab at ABC for a political reason. Just so it's clear, in 2018, Fox actually renewed Last Man Standing in case for everyone listening that wasn't actually clear there's going to be a seventh season of the show and at least in regards to this particular quote from the Washington Post they believe that the success of another conservative program being Roseanne or a conservative powerful lead character has emboldened Fox as a network to bring back a show that maybe you know may may or may not have deserved to be renewed am I completely off base there is there anything to this Stephen or is this just more rampant speculation? I wish I knew. I, I wish I was on the inside and knew. My personal thoughts on them is that there probably is a little bit of a political stance being made by Fox because Fox is traditionally a right-leaning network. And Fox News was one of the people who were all over the, the, the fact that it was canceled. And when it was canceled, it was because of Tim Allen's view, right? They were the ones that ran with it pretty hard. Um, well, one of the ones I should say, but 
Fox has also been undergoing a bit of a shift in their network programming in recent years. And from my understanding, sort of getting back to that whole Fridays thing, their Fridays has been troublesome for quite some time. So you can sort of take that, yes, maybe there was a bit of political motivation behind the renewal. You can think that about that a little bit, and there's probably some reasons to consider that. But you can also think about the fact that Last Man Standing was actually created by 20th Century Fox. It was a 20th Century Fox production. So that makes costs less expensive when it's a network that is putting on a show that is produced by that same parent organization, the costs go down. There's a whole bunch of things that you've talked about even before on here that are related to why it saves you money. So something that was doing really well with ratings, your network leans a little bit more towards those political views. It seems like it makes sense to give them a shot because your audience potentially might already lean that way. You had a a show that was canceled when it was popular you're saving money, why not give it a shot, even if it's just for a couple of seasons? But the thing that I'm more curious about is the sort of budget, the money side of things, and how long they can sustain that for. Because when Last Man Standing was cancelled, there was rumors that CMT was looking to pick it up, but that they couldn't afford it because their budget just didn't allow for the salaries that were involved. As well, the thing that I'm more concerned about with the renewal like this is how much longer the show can go on, especially because you didn't get the full cast back when you renewed. For those who haven't checked out the show, there was one character, one of the daughters, they couldn't lock down the actress for the renewal, so they had to replace it. And as a fan, you know, I'm not one of those fans who are out of line, in my opinion, and are really flogging this actress. I don't think that's fair, but I will say that it doesn't, she doesn't do it for me like the other one did because the character that I'm talking about, Mandy, she was one that has been around for a long time. And early on in the series, there was some recasting that happened with some of the other characters, but it was only after one season. Well, this one has been here from the beginning. So it is a bit of a, it feels a little odd to me having a new actress in that role. And then when you look at how long the series has gone on and you stack it up to some of the old classics, it's kind of getting to its prime. Like if you look at the classic days of the Friday night time slot, the days of TGIF, you had shows like Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, Hanging Out with Mr. Cooper, Boy Meets World, and like Full House only lasted eight seasons. I say only. Family Matters was nine, Step by Step seven, Mr. Cooper was five, Boy Meets World was seven. That is the territory we're in right now with Last Man Standing, and that was the golden age of this Family Friday fun. Now, the reason I mention this is because that almost gives a little credibility to the conspiracy theory that they did do it for political reasons, because if we're already pushing the tail end of a successful series and we're renewing it again, is that maybe maybe because we are politically motivated. I don't know. I personally think it was probably a really safe bet for them for at least a couple of seasons, even if they're trying to figure it out. But I wanted to mention that because I thought it was very interesting that they did renew it so many seasons in and really how many more can it have? Yeah. The question of how much legs does the particular program have left? That question comes up because the quality of television now is so high across all genres 
that if you're not getting better and better and better, the general consensus is you should stop when you're at your apex or your peak of your powers creatively, audience-wise. Maybe you go for a while if your audience drops off because in the case of television, most shows do see a drop. But I actually think that there's something we haven't really touched upon and that's Fox have renewed the show thinking that maybe it does have some legs and it is getting into that historic territory of even the biggest shows of this type of all time, they're not 15 seasons long, they're five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons. So it's getting into pretty, you know, illustrious territory there. But a portion of the audience, I'm assuming that we're watching this show, are not aligned politically with the character. He is, as was mentioned in the quote from the Washington Post, written as a conservative character with a liberal family. Do Fox risk the fact that they're so politically one way in general that a lot of those more liberal fans of the show that maybe didn't love the character's politics but liked the show, they're never going to follow the show to Fox. Like, they're out. It's only going to be the people that really align with that main character that are going to watch the show now. So do they run the risk of losing a massive amount of audience? I don't necessarily think that they do. And the reason why is because Fox, the network themselves, tends to lean that way a little bit with some of the people behind the programming decisions. But the programming itself doesn't always lean right wing. Like if we take a look at some of the other popular shows right now on Fox, you do have some pretty strong left wing views and left wing players like I think Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a good example of that. They were just canceled off of Fox, but they had a very strong run on Fox. So I don't think that they probably would lose that audience because of the fact that it is on Fox. For me, it was a non-factor. So I am only kind of speaking from myself and my own opinion. I do think, though, it has a bit of an impact potentially on how the episodes are played. One of the things that I always like about Last Man Standing was that I always felt like Tim Allen's character, a lot of the comments that he would, would make that were right-winged, sometimes they almost came off as the joke of the moment, and they played really well, especially against the left-wing family. So I think that that itself always played a sort of more humorous tone is what I had seen, and coming back... I feel like it's a little less humorous than it was before. Now, is that because they're just trying to find their groove with a bunch of changes that happen behind the scene? Or is it something to do with the fact that it is on Fox? I don't know, but I think it's worth mentioning. I just haven't felt like it's landed the exact same way that it did when it was on ABC. Of course, maybe that is my subconscious mind that it is on Fox now when I knew about the conspiracy theories behind it all. I don't know, but I just feel like it is changed a little bit but it hasn't lost me. I still think that it's still a fun show for me to unwind on a Friday. And that's probably where I wanted to finish up for today. And this may be the most risky question that I asked this afternoon slash tonight, depending on which part of the world <laughs> you're in at the moment. Do the political machinations around this particular cancellation and renewal, does that really matter to you as a fan of the show? why ABC cancelled the show and why Fox renewed it. As a viewer of the show, do you find yourself thinking about that or does it just seep into the background as knowledge you have, but the program itself is what you're there for? 
Yeah, it's it's mostly just knowledge that I have, but I don't buy into. The only thing that I will say that it plays a factor with is the idea about how much longer do I have in this show? Because, you know, Home Improvement itself, Tim Allen's big gem, was only eight seasons. And if that was only eight seasons and this was potentially picked up for political reasons, I feel like as a viewer, I have to prepare myself that it probably doesn't have that much longer. They'll have made their statement and moved on if I believe into that. I'm hoping that we have at least a few more, but I don't sit there and have it clouding my judgment every week that I'm watching. I still turn it on on Fridays, sit back with my wife and just unwind and enjoy it. It's still a highlight of my week, even though I think that the season still is finding their footing being back a little bit. It still is a highlight of my week. Excellent. So we'll finish up there. And honestly, for anyone who's still listening, I just wanted to say thank you because this show is not the type of show where we've ever ventured into this kind of territory and an Australian half a world away and a Canadian who happens to be a fan of the show talking about these kinds of things when most of the audience is in North America. I just wanted to say thank you for giving us the, a place to do it and maybe the forgiveness for not getting things right when it comes to understanding some of the feelings of why these critiques and things were happening around the show. I appreciate you having me on here and uh, on the note of what you just said, because I am Canadian, I'll just go ahead and say sorry right now ahead of time. Sorry. So that, uh, sorry about that, eh? There yeah. you go. Now you can just go ahead and know that I've said sorry for things. Well, thanks again for everyone for listening through this slightly different episode. Thank you, Stephen. It's been a real pleasure. And you're just as fantastic a person as the other guys from the network I've spoken to before have told me you are. And you do have a very infectious laugh. <laughs> which both the guys that I've spoken to, both Chris and SP have mentioned. So thanks for maybe changing the tone for an episode of On the Bubble from me using a voiceover voice to just talking. That's been quite refreshing. Happy to be here. On the bubblepodcast.com. If you wanted to check out the other great shows on the Gunna Geek Network, gunnageek.com. Or you can check if you wanted to just talk to us or get to know the people on the network better suggest some topics for future TV shows, you can go to gunnageek.com slash discord and hit approve on the invitation there or accept. I think the language might be, and then you'll be able to talk to us directly and tell us how we should really be saying sorry and other words of that nature. So <laughs> thank you very much. And yeah, it's been great. Thanks. Thanks.